Hello and welcome to Communicore Weekly. I'm George. And I'm Jeff. Let's get right into it. It's time for Disney History! Something magical happened in the summer of 2011. Disney decided that the Enchanted Tiki Room at Walt Disney World would no longer be under new management. You can't see me, but I'm doing quotation fingers there. Anyway, its rightful owners returned to their perches. I, for one, was absolutely ecstatic because I loved the original show, and it was like a, a staple of my childhood. What, what do you think about that, George? Well, I do have an answer to that, and I'm going to say it uh, right here. Uh, are you ready? Here, here it comes. Hey, uh, well, you know, Jeff, the show is finally returned to its roots. And uh, with guests once more being able to sing like the birdies sing. Okay, I won't tweet, sing. Tweet. I'm sorry. Tweet, 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 tweet. tweet, tweet. Uh, however, there is one bird whose fate is still questionable at this point. A bird whose elusive nature has not dimmed his immense popularity. The orange bird. Yes, the little orange bird. In the sunshine tree. Oh, I hope he thinks of something sunny just for me. That song gets stuck in your head so easily by the way yes so it easy. does anyway so if you've been to walt disney world anytime in like the last few years and i'm i'm sure you've seen his likeness on all sorts of merchandise lately because they seem to be uh bringing orange back yeah <laughs> see what i did there anyway that was good <laughs> yeah but i i know a lot of people don't really know where the bird with the orange shaped head came from uh i've wondered well i'll, I'll tell you then um yeah, yeah great do that <laughs> So I'm acting like the audience right now. I really know, <laughs> but just in case you don't know. <laughs> anyway, the bird was created for was created by Disney actually as a mascot for the uh, Florida Citrus Commission, also known as the FCC, but not the FCC that controls you know media stuff. Anyway, like us, like not, us, not like yeah. us. They have no control over us. None whatsoever. We we're oh, uncontrollable. Okay. So yes. back in 1967, the FCC, uh, they entered into negotiations with the Walt Disney Company to sponsor an attraction at the Magic Kingdom. Uh, the two companies worked together before in 1941 when they signed a deal to establish the Donald Duck brand of orange juice, which is still available today, and though I have never had it. Okay, well, we've got our bucket list started. The, uh, the Orange Bird deal was finalized in October 1969, with the FCC putting up $3 million toward the cost of a tropical bird show. As part of the deal, Wet Enterprises was to create a mascot to be the FCC's official mascot for all of their advertising campaigns. Designed by C. Robert Moore, the Orange Bird made his home in Adventureland's Sunshine Tree Terrace in Adventureland. In typical Disney fashion, when the Tropical Serenade, which of course was the original name of the Enchanted Tiki Room, uh, anyway, uh, when the show was over, guests would exit past the Sunshine Tree Terrace for some cool refreshments. Now, the Sunshine Tree Terrace was filled with fake oranges and giant green plastic leaves and all other tropical props, and there was a small model of the orange bird himself who sat on a lower perch in clear view of all the guests. The, the story of the orange bird is that he couldn't talk and he could only think in orange thoughts. So above his head, there was a little small screen where his orange thoughts were projected as images. And there was also a costume character that was created, and he walked around the park, and you can get photos and autographs with him, just like all the other costume characters. Yeah, the, the orange bird proved to be quite popular, and a long line of merchandise was released featuring his likeness, <laughs> including figures, kitchen and glassware, 
salt and pepper shakers, bobbleheads, which makes sense, shirts, and much more. And whistles, which I just got on eBay. Ooh. Ooh. Anyway, in 1971, a full-length LP was released featuring stories and songs about the orange bird. Anita Bryant, who was another spokesperson for the FCC, uh, narrated and sang on the album. The Orange Bird appeared in television commercials and print ads for years afterward, which was definitely a testament to his popularity. One such ad was an animated short called Foods and Fun, A Nutritional Adventure, which came out in 1980. As expected, it featured the Orange Bird, who shared some lessons on how to properly exercise and eat right. Although with that gigantic head of his, I can't imagine how he did. It's a little weird. Eh, That's all right. Uh, A comic book came with the film. It is now a highly sought Disney collectible. In 1981, Disney and the FCC renewed their agreement for another five years. This time, they added another location to the Magic Kingdom called the Enchanted Grove in Fantasyland. However, the Orange Woman is now only making appearances in the park because his glory days of print and TV campaigns were, like, long gone. By 1986, the contract between Disney and the FCC expired and was definitely not renewed at that point, which was unfortunate, but... The Orange Bird, along with the Sunshine Tree Terrace, quietly disappeared, much to the dismay of Disney fans. You know, but of course, that's not the end of our orange-feathered friend. Merchandise with his likeness has achieved near-cult status. It was sold at roadside stands and swap meets for years. In 2004, Tokyo Disneyland began to release their own Orange Bird merchandise, and just a few years later, some of these items began to reappear at Walt Disney World. Now, you can walk into almost any shop in the Magic Kingdom and see Orange Bird-related material. He even just recently reappeared on a sign at the park. His popularity seems to be on the rise again, and and you know, I got had the opportunity to try the new Citrus Swirl, and it was fantastic. You know what? I think them bringing back the Citrus Swirl is a good sign that maybe the Orange Bird is going to come back in another form in the park someday soon. Yes, Disney, if you're listening... You've got two Communicore geeks that want to see him come back? And we're thinking orange thoughts about him. He's a nerd, he's a, nerd. He's a, geek. He's a geek, but we all like to hear him speak. So listen up to the words from his speech. Ah. It's George's Book of the Week. Walt Disney, Disneyland World of Flowers. And yes, Jeff, that is actually the title, as weird as that sounds. So weird. So weird. Uh, the Disneyland World of Flowers was published in 1965. Written by Morgan Bill Evans and dedicated to the memory of Jack Evans. The Evans name should be familiar to all Disney fans. After landscaping Disney's Holmby Hills property, Walt brought Bill in to landscape Disneyland. Evans would work on Walt Disney World, Tokyo Disneyland, and Disneyland Paris throughout his long career. This book is an interesting footnote in Disneyland history because of its nature. Disneyland was only 10 years old and still an international phenomenon. In addition to the pictorial souvenirs, Disney released a book that details all of the plants and some of the horticultural secrets of the park. The book goes land by land and shares some amazing photos, especially vistas that can't be seen today. The text is fairly involved with lots of Latin names, but it goes into great detail about the choices made and the maintenance of the plants. I would recommend this title for Disneyland fans and historians, especially if you have an interest in tracking the plants at Disneyland. I have an interest in that. That way you can grow your own Disneyland garden. I totally want to. I can't wait to see the Tomorrowland garden you come up with. I have uh, two copies of the book, and this is a point I wanted to bring up. And both copies have split spines and broken bindings. 
it obviously wasn't printed up to today's book standards or archival book standards. So it's a pretty rare book, and it will go for a lot of money. You know, plus the photos haven't aged very well due to the printing process back in the day. I just did air quotes, too. Uh, the <laughs> colors are a little stale and muddled, but it's still a fun book to add to your collection, especially if you love Disneyland books and you like plants. Fantastically fuzzy photo hooks on the spot. Fantastically fuzzy photo when I took the shot. Fantastically fuzzy photo, and this is all I got. This week's winner is Sean Allen with his photo of the teacups. Funny enough, this is exactly how I feel when I get off of them. He really captured the essence of the ride. Congrats, Sean. Your prize is on the way. Eventually. We have prizes? Sometimes you might see it, sometimes you don't. Hey, look, what's that? It's a five-legged goat. <laughs> Located near the Country Bear Jamboree is a vignette with a light blue wagon, some barrels, and a crate which is a fantastic hidden detail. The crate is painted with a yellow, red, and black logo reading Davis Tobacco, an obvious reference to Mark Davis, one of Walt Disney's nine old men. Davis is known for being one of the few animators to be asked to help create and design attractions, and he was considered a master at creating and designing characters. His more famous works include The Elephants in the Jungle Cruise, Pirates of the Caribbean, The Haunted Mansion, it's a Small World, and America Sings. And the fabled Western River Expedition, starring Rick Astley. Um, yeah, so uh, thanks so much for watching. Be sure to leave us a comment. Email us at communicorweekly at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. You can still enter our fantastically fuzzy photo contest. I'm George. And I'm Jeff. And we're both from Mice Chat. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next week on Communicore Weekly. Best time ever.